Own Your Creativity, Episode 38. And we need to walk into business situations as whole people and work together, you know, to, to come up with solutions that will serve everyone. I, I just, there's no other way. <laughs> You're listening to the Own Your Creativity podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Johnston. I'm an author, professor, and podcaster, and I help people tell their story. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's show. I'm really excited because we're going to be speaking with Ellen Cornett. She is the Principal and Chief Fund Officer of LNK Creative. She designs and hosts interactive personality quizzes and assessments to expand reach, generate warm leads, and interact with customers. An anthropologist by training, she spent over three decades as a focus group moderator and marketing research executive serving Fortune 500 corporations. At conferences and venues such as Florida Creativity Weekend, MD Business Women, On Purpose Women, a robotics team, and Communication Central, an editor-freelancer conference, she applies deep insight to business and personal conundrums, often based on her signature system of interviews and mentor archetypes. Welcome to the show, Ellen. Thank you. So I'm really interested to find out more about your inner muse and mentor archetypes. What's that all about? Oh, it's a system that grew out of research that I did. Um, I'm a focus group moderator uh, for many, many years. And I found while I was interviewing groups of people for, you know, for business purposes, that there's, um, there's a whole lot that we can apply inside to the way that process works. And so I, I did a lot of research. I, I worked with a lot of um, authors and a lot of different people, and I came up with a system of um, qualities that we can balance back and forth. Oh, okay. And so how does this help people uh, like an author? How would that help knowing about these archetypes? So what tends to happen is we approach problems uh, from a, a place of habit. And, and that goes for if, if you're, it's not even necessarily a problem, but anything that you're trying to do, you tend to reach for the things that are easiest or most comfortable. And so there are 16 pairs of these kinds of qualities. And what I find is if we can just flip that over to the other side, we'll find a whole new way of looking at the problem. It's sort of like looking at the negative space in uh, when you're trying to create a work of art. Um, so we take, we, you can take that sort of inside, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at one right here. Um, it's, um, if, if I'm, if I'm always in a do or a power through mode, uh, the flip side of that is to be and go with the flow. So you can sort of discover what are your go-to methods and then flip that around and try it another way. Think of, think of the same issue or question or whatever you're writing about and, you know, what would it look like if instead of doing whatever I'm trying to do, I would allow it to just be. Hmm, interesting. And, and what are the sorts of things that come out of applying this paradigm to to work or to conundrums oh there's uh you in working with groups or teams um you can role play and start to come up with just 
uh, it's where the insight starts to pop in because you're um, acting as if you're you're coming in at an issue or or from a different angle, and so um, you can go through all kinds of um, you know sort of brainstorming exercises, but from these different perspectives, um, it just you can balance you can balance out the way you're thinking about something so that it 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 starts to allow for different ways of seeing things. And when somebody has a handle on your system, is it possible that they can actually access all those different archetypes at different times in a equal way or in an equal measure? Is that possible to to get to that level of uh, expertise, I guess? Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, we're all working with qualities all the time. And uh, this system is group is I get them to randomly to, to really focus in on an intention and then randomly pull five of these and then we start to explore if that was your board of directors how would they approach the pro- the intention you know and so on and so forth so there's there's a lot of different ways that you can um, work with a system like this or with any system uh, you know, any way of, of uh, any card deck, um, you know, pictures in a magazine. Y- if you ask yourself, how would I flip this over? You begin to, you know, look at things differently. So this is just sort of one path. Um, and there's a lot of different exercises that you can do in the, in the deck that I published. I actually put a, a guidebook together with it. And it um, shows the upside and downside of each quality. And so there's a lot you can do, you know, with the physical deck. And you don't need to be an expert. Everybody's an expert. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the best thing that you, that you like about working with clients using this system? Uh, that's a tricky question because um, what I've done with my business is I've um, – I've moved the marketing research into um, being able to provide for small businesses and medium-sized businesses uh, very creative, personalized quizzes. So I use my system when I'm working with clients to create a really personalized uh, form or or quiz for their website. So that's where... Um, you know, the, the bulk of my corporate experience is in doing focus groups and creating, uh, you know, presentations for large corporations based on social science research. Um, so I've applied that to smaller businesses now. And, um, and so the exciting thing about working with my creativity system is that I know we can get together and really dig into what's the real questions we're asking and um, who's, who's it I'm really serving and why am I doing this and those kinds of things. So it's kind of a personal coaching that goes along with um, building the tools to build your business. Oh, so you end up helping them create a quiz that people coming to their websites can interact with, correct? Correct. Oh, cool. So what's your definition of creativity? My definition of creativity, <laughs> I had written this out, so I'm going to have to wing it because it's not, I'm having all kinds of challenges this morning, as you know. So my definition of creativity 
is when you can um, pull out all the stops and allow all the other ways of looking at things through your eyes, through your heart, through all the different brain centers that we have, that we tend to uh, get caught up in just the one that's on the top of our heads. Uh, so creativity is when either alone or in a community, you pull out uh, the inspiration and the wisdom that's um, being sort of shut down a lot of the time. Mm. And can you give us an example of how creativity manifests itself in your life? I it manifests itself in movement in um in in any time that I'm working with people when I'm sitting down to do what I love which is to write questions that connect people I get really jazzed I just get really happy so so um you said that it connects to movement is that intellectual movement or physical movement I was thinking physical movement Okay. (laughs) And so was there a time in your life when you actually were disconnected from your creativity? And what what was that like for you in terms of the negative effects it had on you? Uh, Really being in a corporate world where I was, you know, coming from the heart, I had a a moment where I was being honored for 10 years of service in a large corporation. And the best thing they said about me was that I think from my heart. Mm. That was kind of an aha moment because I was miserable in that setting. And I was always bending myself to try to fit whatever the C-suite wanted. You know, it's, and I, I was successful. I brought in, you know, a million dollar project. I, you know, I was very successful but I never felt it. It, it, was, it was a miserable, stifling time. And, you know, my clients could see where I was thriving and, and how I could help them thrive. But my, the people I managed, the people I worked for, it was always very, very uncomfortable. So I kept conforming and it didn't work for anybody. <laughs> mm. So I think a lot of people can relate to that, that that they're, you know, they they have responsibilities, they have bills to pay, they have families to support, and uh, you know, so they have a job, and and they they're not really fulfilled by it, but they don't see the, you know, that there's options out there, and so how is it that you, you know, once you heard that you think from the heart, that was like the best thing about you. How how did that start you on the journey to go from that corporate job that stifled you to something different how, how did that um catalog- I, think I, I started to realize that they thought of this as a curse and i actually could see it as a gift and and that was that was huge it mm. was that you know maybe we need people to think from the heart especially in the industry that i was in which is the pharmaceutical industry and what i loved about working in that environment is that there are lots of people in there who are just doing amazing magical things you know and making the world a better place and we need that you know it's so I started to realize that maybe I couldn't make a living thinking from the heart but I needed to nurture that I needed to let it be what it was and not push it away and not try to keep you know climbing the ladder so basically 
I started to raise a family. I worked part-time. I went back full-time. I switched jobs several times. And then finally, you know, after a lot of working uh, with, you know, coaches and and so on and so forth, I started to realize um, that this is, this is, there's got to be a way to support my family and still honor, you know, this powerful thing that I'm trying to do. Right. So why is it that you thought that, that you had to honor that thing? Like, why wasn't it enough just to be making a great impact in, in your business field and making money? And like, what was it that called you to do something different, even if it for a while meant that you weren't making the same amount of money or you had to work part time? Like, what was that drive? What, what was inside of you that really called you to do that? Um, I, I, I participated in something called the awesome women hub and that was, and my, and my parents were still alive and I was taking care of my dad pretty much because, uh, I'm not physically, but I mean, I was there a lot. Um, he was, my parents were in the retirement community and, um, and I was so close to my parents. They, they were just wonderful. They, they moved, um, from the Chicago area to be near me in Maryland and I'm one of five kids. So, um, that, that was, you know, and so out of the awesome women hub, um, where I started to see that there was a possibility that I could, you know, think this way. Um, I got involved in a writing group that, uh, goes through a nine month process and I've ended up on their board of directors and in three of their books and, and out of one of the books, um, was where the creativity system just, just suddenly popped up. It just, and I produced it in three months. I published the deck in three months, um, right after publishing a story in the Heal My Voice book. Um, so it just sort of, it was like one series of things after another. And then my parents both died, and <laughs> you know, and now it's like, okay, it's your life. Do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, what's the best advice that you've ever received in terms of owning your creativity? Oh, so it, it's interesting because it came out of a doodle um, exercise that, and then sort of morphed. It's like it's really kind of three different things. So the advice was doodle every day for a month. <laughs> then, in addition to that, it was the universe loves questions. Which, oh. speaking to an anthropologist, a marketing researcher, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And then as an anthropologist and as a moderator, I love the language of questions, right? right? So the advice is really kind of a morphing of those three things. Every day for a month or, you know, 21 days or whatever you like, um, ask yourself a big, juicy, open-ended question. Doodle using your non-dominant hand or with your eyes closed or something that gets you out of your habit. And then let go and see what pops up. And that is amazing. That's just (laughs) so it came from like three different places, but that's the advice. Oh, cool. And can you share one of your personal habits that contributes to your creative success? So I'm not very good at sticking with habits. I'm not good at meditating. I'm not good at doodling every day unless it's for a very, you know, short period of time like that. Um, and somebody else is doing it with me. So what I'm finding is that the personal habits that are contributing to my success now are, are to be in community with, especially for me, women, 
both professionally and personally, and let the two mix. So I have a couple of groups that I go to, and they feed me, and I get so much out of that. And even if I'm not getting a penny from it, it's it's that's that's the habit that I find keeps me um, moving towards what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I think it's so important that we actually are in physical community, um, not just online. We have so many opportunities to create online communities, and I think they're wonderful and great you know, to reach out to people, but there's nothing that replaces physical, in-the-same-room connection. And I think that it, it feeds our creativity just as much as anything else. Absolutely. The the physical and but I love the Internet, too, because I live out in the country. And Mm -hmm. so it's allowed me to be in community with people even when I can't. And, you know, I think many of us have a tendency to sort of go inward and start thinking the worst about everything. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you're working in your basement. And so when I when I get out of the house and go to, you know, one meeting or another, I it it definitely does something for you. It's definitely uh, a good combination to have both. And is there a person that inspires you to be creative? They can be living or not. I would say my kids. I have a 22-year-old and a 19-year-old. The 22-year-old is a visual artist and is like outside of the box, all the place, everywhere. (laughs) Since they they came out of my... (laughs) my (laughs) They've been screaming at the world and I don't want to be here and they create just amazing stuff. So, um, and, and a very brave soul. So, uh, my oldest inspires me and my younger is, uh, in engineering and always seeing different ways to get things done. So the two approaches are just amazing to me. So they inspire me. And do you have a favorite work of art? You know, I saw that question, and it's like my least favorite question. I don't like asking questions like that because, um, first of all, I'm not good with my memory is not good. I can never pull up, you know, like my favorite um, actor or my, you know, or who was in what movie or whatever. My husband's really good at that. Um, but I loved art history. I was I was in art school at the beginning of my career. And every era, for different reasons, there's somebody or something that I just absolutely adored. So I can't tell you a specific name, but I love walking through a gallery and, you know, seeing all the variety. And because of my kids being in animation, um, I'm now, like, totally in love with that whole genre. And the movie Kubo and the Two Strings, for example, if you haven't seen it, get it because that is a work of art (laughs) oh really what do you like so much about it it's it's the storytelling and it's all it's a story told from a child hero's perspective but the child is a true child it's not like you know okay i'm gonna go and defeat all the enemies it's no oh my god i don't want to do this (laughs) (laughs) and then the imagery is just fantastic it's just absolutely beautiful and magical so it's it's the the artistry of the storytelling and the artistry of the animation itself Hmm. do you have a favorite quote that inspires you i tend to think about einstein a lot because and and some of what einstein supposedly said wasn't really his but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) 
So I pulled up a few. Um, and so the first one that I'm looking at here is if I had an hour to solve a problem and my life depended on the solution, I would spend the first 55 minutes determining the proper question to ask. For once I know the proper question, I could solve the problem in less than five minutes. Can you see why I like that one? Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, there's one that everybody knows, which is imagination is more important than knowledge. For knowledge is limited to all we now know and understand, while imagination embraces the entire world and all there ever will be to know and understand. He yeah. was just he was so brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. So so where, thank you. So where can people find you uh, coming up? You have a couple of uh, conferences that you're going to be at, right? Correct. Um, so if you're in the States or if you can get to the States, right by Baltimore, Washington International Airport is the On Purpose Woman Creativity. I would create, that's me saying creativity. Sorry. The On Purpose Woman Conference. And I'm doing a creativity workshop with an artist um, at that conference. And that's October 21st and 22nd. It starts in the evening, Friday evening, and it goes all day Saturday. And it's a blast. It's it's a wonderful place. So you've, you've been to the conference before? <laughs> yes. Um, Ginny Robertson runs the uh, uh, networking system, and she's actually looking to expand uh, and she is uh, somewhat international already. Um, and I, I do some work for her uh, at some of the local meetings. So I've been right. involved her for a few years. Yeah. And what's the other conference that you're going to be at? It's the Florida Creativity Weekend. Um, so there's a whole series of creativity, um, creative problem solving, you know, uh, schools and venues all around the world. And this one is a smaller version of all of those. Um, and it's really designed so that people can afford to come and explore their own creativity. So it's, it's very personable and, um, and delightful. It's in Sarasota, Florida, on uh, March 24th, I think, 25th, um, that weekend. Yeah. It's a three day, it's mm -hmm. a three day conference. Mm -hmm. and, um, I put in a proposal to present again. I, I presented there last year. So And so why do you think that there are so many creativity conferences springing up around the world these days? I think this is exactly what we need. I think that the old boy network has fallen apart, that the, that, that crushing way of treating people is not working anymore. And we need to walk into business situations as whole people and work together, you know, to to come up with solutions that will serve everyone. I, I just there's no other way. <laughs> just like this is all there is. Yeah. Yeah. No other way forward. And I like what you pointed out there that we need to um come as a whole person and I think this is part of the healing process and and you know healing your voice healing your creativity healing you correct yeah. yes yeah. yes and so where can people find you online what's your website it's uh, www.l the letter l and then the letter n and then the letter k and I have to say that because I cleverly and silly me 
um, made that my business name, Ellen K is my name, right? Ellen Cornette, right? Right. <laughs> so the first part of it is the letters L-N-K and yeah. then creative.com. Okay. So people always want to make it an I or put an I in the middle or whatever. It's really L-N-K. Thank you so much for being on the show. Okay. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it. I'm on a mission to help as many people own their creativity as I can, and your help in spreading the word is much appreciated. On next week's show, you'll hear from none other than Luis Congdon. He's gone from homeless to running a six-figure business in less than two years. Get ready to be inspired. Until next time, make room in your life so that you own your creativity. Music.